1: Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up Because this is nothing like that. working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show.
2: Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence.
1: It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All
2: right, welcome to the podcast. No Jerry record today. Normally, I have Eddie in here, but uh, I've been... Um, uh, uh, for whatever reason, locked into the future of sports radio, hmm. I've written notes on my phone. Like I'm really into it for whatever reason. Yep. So I thought I would uh, have a Mr. Spike in. It's Welcome. an honor to be here. Thank you. I've been uh, waiting to be asked. Are you called brand manager? What is your like? What is your your official title? So my here?
0: official title here is vice uh, vice president of programming. Okay. But most people, that's just. I Chernoff probably swindled that years ago <laughs> in our company, yeah. most people in my position are called brand managers, yeah, yeah,
2: and they used to be called program directors
0: yeah i I like the brand part of it, yeah, I don't think anybody thought about, wait a minute, you're moving that person from director to manager, and manager in most places is lower than director yes, but I like the brand part of it. But
2: yeah, yeah. I like brand manager. But I Uh, see that like on like all access and so and so has been up to brand manager.
0: Yeah, what I what I what I started. My friend Alex, who now is in, used to run KYW News Radio. Worked at 880 for a while. When they changed it to brand manager, I was like, I don't know if I like brand manager. And he's like, just put program director and brand manager in your signature. I was like, ah, okay. So that's what I started doing.
2: So I've uh, opened up on my phone an Apple Notes. And I did this the other day just randomly. Okay. I was like, I need to talk to people about this or write an article about this. I feel like, and this may have come from, I listen to way too many podcasts now, mm-hmm. Barrett Sports Media. They He, he talked to Jeff uh, Smolian? He, talk he talked to... Uh, Bezos. Uh, yes. And then uh, Fred Jacobs. Like, it's been a lot okay. of radio okay. guys. Yeah, And everyone in radio yep. seems to know... Uh, what radio's issues are. But no one seems to do anything about it, hmm. which is weird. So, like, we all go, oh, uh, we know uh, this and this. Yes, we know that's uh, that feels... Just certain things feel outdated mm-hmm. in a short attention span world that we're in now. And the first thing I'll bring up, which I always bring up to you, is I feel like shows are like a four-hour show. Mm-hmm. Some people doing five-hour shows. Yep. Sounds insane to me. Um, In this era of attention span and information being everywhere. Like, it used to be like Mike and the Mad Dog. They had information you did not have. Sure. Everyone's got that now. Yep. So where are we with that? All right. There's a few things. First of all, you're
0: a Rogan listener, right? Yes. He does long shows, too. He does. And you listen to him.
2: I do, but they're not, and the, the I do listen to them. Mm-hmm. The The difference is he's not in a box that local sports radio puts you in a box of. Sure, that's fair. Of topics. That's fair. Well, yeah, a lot of sports radio
0: stations. Ours, at Fan, I would say the box is probably bigger than most sports radio stations, right? I yes. mean, I, that, that's one thing I've noticed since I've been here is the the fact that the audience, that's not a question you asked. Anyway, so we'll get to the question you asked. Um, sometimes with industries that were particularly successful and are big and have a certain structure, the pivot to a new structure is particularly difficult because of the economics that everybody already understands.
2: So uh, saying going from a four hour show to two hour show, something like that.
0: Yeah. So just to give, do you mind me giving like a little background? So just to give background sometimes a huge necessary disruption happens that forces the companies to do it because they won't do it on their own because it would mean especially with a public company it would mean too much short term pain when you look at the record industry they were like napster had to happen or or if it didn't if if they were forced to make that decision then it would have happened slowly. And and I think you could argue, though it hurt artists, the industry is probably better for the industry to face what was happening right that second, deal with it, and and move on. You look at like, newspapers or magazines who were not hit with that same enormous disruption right away, and they've sort of continued to degrade and degrade and degrade and degrade. So much so that you could argue that in the country now, while there are plenty of local papers that are still viable, there's really like the New York Times, the Washington Post, Wall Street Journal are like the, the newspapers for everyone. They're essentially national papers now, right? Okay, so then you come to art industry and sports radio in particular. And what you say, I don't entirely disagree with. I think that there is a difference in that Doing a four-hour show, you, if you look at it as a four-hour show, then it becomes problematic to do a, a four-hour podcast every day. That would be, become problematic, even if you're only talking about 45 minutes of content every hour. But then when you realize that people are only consuming it for 20 or 30 minutes, then the pressure you put on yourself to do four hours of content changes. If you think to yourself, okay, well, they're only listening to me for this 30-minute period— I I could repeat some things I said earlier. I could do the same topic and do it in a different way because the thing that radio has that podcasts don't have is that people stumble upon radio or they just get in, they turn on, they want to hear what's happening. The fact that it's live at that moment is actually a bonus to them. There's actually something that feels alive about it that podcasts do not feel. That even podcast companies like Spotify or uh, you know they're all they're all continuing to create this technology. That is really just more similar to radio. They're just like, hey, this person could go on live and talk to the people that are listening. Can you believe that? And you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> I, I wonder I wonder where you could find that anywhere else. <laughs> like literally. So, So I think that is a difference in that while people are on for four hours, there's not a lot of people or it's a small percentage of people that are consuming all of those four hours. They're consuming a smaller amount. But the challenge initially, is that, well, you're right. If I say you're right, people should only be doing two-hour shows. Then I have to approach, first of all, I have to get twice as many hosts. Mm-hmm. And then I have to approach every single one of my hosts and say, all right, well, your salary is getting cut in half. And that is a conversation nobody wants to have because nobody wants their salary cut in half and they don't know what they would do for the other two hours. So so that like that's this monstrous... And then, if you came to me and said, "Spike, you have to find twice as many people to find w- to fill up WFAN," if you gave me three years, I could probably get there. But it would be a very, very difficult conversation to have right now. And if I asked you, I'm not asking you to do it. But if I asked you, like, let's say the this entire show had a was in a. <laughs> Going out to Arizona, the plane crashed, and the show's gone. And the headline would be, Boomer and four others (laughs) (laughs) perish. Right. Right. So if that happened, and you told me I had to fill the show with people who are not already doing shows at WFAN, that would be... Remar- There's a remarkably small number of people who are qualified who I would feel good about putting in that position, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's with every city in America. That's not just New York because they have to have local. They have to they have to know all of it. Like it, w- it would take a really long time. So I think I think I think there are a lot of things that you're talking about that are correct. I think technology on some level could solve for some of those things. I think the other thing that could solve on some level, and every time I bring this up to somebody, whether it's a host or a program director or a listener or something like that, they think I'm crazy. And it was brought up to me four or five years ago by by Jeff uh, Satolano, who's our president of programming, just as a concept. I was like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And I said, no, 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 no. But it, it sounds to me like there's something there, is that what if... For the, let's say, a normal four-hour shift, for the first two hours, you're on the air. For the second two hours, we replay the first two hours on the air, especially in mornings or middays or something when the news doesn't change that often. And for that second two hours, you're only on our app doing a completely different thing. Maybe you're not even talking about sports. Maybe you're just goofing around. Maybe you're doing a more online presentation version of the show. Maybe you're doing a long-form interview that you wouldn't do on air because the metrics don't work that way and the people who consume it don't really want it that way. And you and I have talked about this too. Like, While some great moments happen in the morning show in the second half of it, we think structurally, sometimes the first two hours of the show is better than the second half of the show because it's exhausting to do a four hour show it's very difficult. not every host can repeat themselves it 's a really hard thing to do to reset to treat it like as mechanically as a producer or a program director wants a host to treat it i've never had to make the same argument four times in one day and ask and act passionately about it every time it's really, really difficult so that's a long answer I think you're you're right i i think but i also think that catering to short attention spans only is not the right way either because that's just not what we do and i don't think that the the idea of long attention span is gone i think substack proves that this is the number of people who are successful doing that i think there are a lot of people who want i, I think when you chase 19 year olds you're you're <laughs> that's kind of funny but as far as a content perspective you're or a, a pre, or a presentation perspective, you're always going to be a step behind them, and it's very difficult to do. Is not really what we're trying to do anyway, and it's that's better done through technology than than a, 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 you know a content decision. I think you know, um, so I I think we we do have to think about how we best attack that. But it's very, very difficult, given the size of our organization and the the size of the business, to make these giant decisions that that might try to try to do it in a different way right You could ruin the radio station, like the idea of ruining w f if i if I love this idea of doing two hours on the air and then two hours on the app and we decided tomorrow we're doing it, and it didn't work, I could ruin w f a n
2: forever right
0: it's scary, you know, uh, yeah, so.
2: Okay, then the other the other thing that always comes up, and I, and I think everyone agrees, something has to change with is the length of commercial breaks mm-hmm. and the amount of them. Mm-hmm. No one is willing to make that adjustment either. Like, and I think it is because, you know, I've heard like, well, then you'd have to train the advertising industry to say, hey, you're going to be one of three minutes that we play for the hour and that's worth a lot more than being one of seven minutes in a, in a break. Yep. But no one wants to take that leap either.
0: Yeah. I'm also not sure that that's right. Uh, I'm not sure that, so I I have a podcast that I monetize and we have seven sponsors and they, those seven sponsors or eight, I I forget what the number is, but the large percentage of them have been with us for years and a couple more have signed on within the last year, but they're not going anywhere. They're, they're there. I don't have any ability to take on new sponsors. None. Zero. We do two podcasts a week. We put three commercials in each podcast. The only way that I can grow that business is by charging those people more or, or coming up with different revenue streams. And the other thing that I can't do for them is I have no ability to increase their reach or increase the frequency of their advertising because I don't have the, I I don't have the, the, now you might say, well, that will raise the value of it, but supply and demand, like there, there's a limit, right? It, It, if I decided, if I charged X number of dollars for that commercial and I decided I was cutting the number of commercials in half, that does not mean that the clients are willing to pay twice as much just because there's fewer commercials. Now, I might be able to raise the price a little bit. I might be able to raise it 20%, but I, I probably can't double it. So I can't make up for that. So again, we're running into a, the first thing we're going to run into is a money problem. You're going to run, there's not enough money. The second thing you're going to run into is what I talked about in terms of frequency is that if I buy radio ads, I have the ability to not only get, so you do jackpocket, right? So not only get, Al Duke's endorsement for Jack Pocket, which is incredibly meaningful, but I can also buy a, a lower cost commercial that doesn't have Al in it that I can run a hundred times in a week and I can hit other people and, and, and basically increase my coverage to try to hit people more, which is a different sort of value than a podcast advertisement or a live read provides. So when I think about the podcast, the, the, the thing that troubles me all the time and the thing the re, the thing that we always explain to our advertisers, which is the reason that we, we tell them it's a six-month minimum, you have to sign on for six months, you can't sign up, is because if we do eight podcasts in a month and your advertisement is in three of those eight podcasts, even our diehards will skip a couple of podcasts in a month or they might not listen to the second half of another one and there's an entire month of advertising that is down the tubes for them. Is that they don't they don't hit anybody? There's no awareness. I don't have any other thing to do it. I can tweet about it, or or I can or I can send them a newsletter, or I can put it in a YouTube or something like that. But then all of a sudden I'm I'm hitting a spot where I'm relying on a different platform to get my message across. Who can decide at any point that they don't want that message to get across? Like you can already tell in Facebook and Twitter if you put an advertising message in that tweet and you're not giving them a piece of it, they'll suppress it. Because they they have they have enough artificial intelligence to tell when you're trying to sneak through them. They want you to buy the ads through them rather than put a logo on something that that isn't that they're not getting a piece right. of, and that will only increase because they need to make money too. So, I again I agree conceptually that the idea of a five minute commercial break is probably um, is probably outdated to a certain extent. But I also think that tuning in in the middle of a 5-minute commercial break, if they want to listen to the fan, the, they're probably going to stick around and and we get more people sitting through those things than other. And I think when you look at the way that live TV has adjusted and I think we're better than them because almost everybody consumes television except for sports on uh, a delay right like uh, uh, but not us they listen to us live so that gives us the ability to to still have a a more significant commercial load than something that is on demand and i even cheat through the spotify commercials that are a little more difficult oh, sure. to cheat through i'm like oh i can't 30 second ahead well then i'll just move the bar across um, but then there will be a push and pull with that as that technology gets higher the You can't tell me Spotify doesn't know that I do that right? and might not serve me ads in the same podcast later again and again and again until I sit through it. So at the end of the day, we have to make money to pay everyone. I do think that there are advantages to more commercials for a a client. Um, I I do think that we can provide a lot of what podcasts provide in terms of live endorsement and, and those sorts of things. And I do think... There is an advantage to having the ability to take on more clients who might have different spend levels, whereas a podcast, you don't really have that. So I think the answer is in between somewhere.
2: Then one of the other strange things is the live reads to me. So I grew up, as you probably did, listening to Howard Stern. Yes. And Howard Stern live reads used to be amazing. They were like four minutes long. And they were great, and you wouldn't tune out. Yeah. Yeah. Overwhelmingly now, live reads are just reading the exact copy over and over and over again. And sometimes, some it seems rare to me that clients want you to play around with it. Like Jack Pocket is one that says do whatever you want. Yes. essentially, yep. get in these things. But it seems like the overwhelming amount are just reading. You know, they're 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 not giving the hosts the the beauty of the live read of, of being creative. It's almost just like, and then. Well, I, 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 I might disagree there. I,
0: I put some of that on the host. Yeah, and and it's hard. Yeah, you know, I, I only did sports radio consist like every day for four months, and it was the first time that I had to do a a live spot for the same client five times in one week. I never had to do that. I don't have to do that on a podcast. I only have to, right. the most I have to do. Anyone is one time a week, and I can be creative with that. It gets harder the more times you have to do it. But I also think. I think clients respond to what works. Everybody's scared. If you're if you're a host that says, I don't want to read this copy, tell me what I really gotta read. I promise I'll do a good job. Salesperson's gonna be scared of that, agency's gonna be scared of that. But if if it works, they're not gonna be scared anymore. And that's one of the one of the things that Howard had is Howard had this like F U thing of this is what he was gonna do and he he was not going to do it any other way and it worked. And the clients want every client I have for the podcast tells me here, here are the things you have to say. There's a couple of things. Here's this disclaimer you have to read. Here's the promo code. Here's here. Hey, this month, this is really, really important to us. Will you, but it is on me to learn about the product, learn what's important to them, truly be engaged and treat them like a partner. I think that hosts could do a better job of learning yeah, also, is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. But yeah. like
2: over the years, yeah. Eddie used to do drops during the live reads that were hilarious. Like People on Twitter would be looking forward to them. Yeah. When's this? And then the clients inevitably get upset about it, and you're asked to stop at some point. And that, to me, is like, no, that's what... What sells it. Uh, yeah, yeah, people yeah. are looking for your commercial because of the ridiculous boomer drops. Eddie's going to be slamming in the middle of them. But... Yeah, I don't know. If I, I think there's
0: so. yeah, I think there's a there's some clients that are going to be okay with it. Some yeah. clients aren't. Um there's some things they're going to be okay with you doing, some things aren't. Yeah. I've heard some of Eddie's drops. <laughs> I I don't, I don't know that if I was a client I would want every single one right? of those. But I I think there's a there might be a staleness to that relationship, I think, yeah. be, between the host and the the client, you know, that is, or the the host and the partner that we could, we could stand to refresh, you know, that I think if there was a, a more of a trust from the client and the AE, you know, and I, you know, part of that is, you know, one of the ways our business works is these, is AEs now have to sell multiple radio stations, yeah. not just here. So not quite as aware as through no fault of their own and don't really have the, the wherewithal or the confidence to sort of back you in that because they have, it's just one of six deals on seven radio stations and they're a little more nervous than, than need be.
2: Yeah. Now let's talk about uh, WFAN callers, which I just can't handle for the most part. Yeah. I love callers. I feel like they're, they, I feel like they come across as very old sounding, which I think makes the radio station sound old sometimes, Mm -hmm. or they're the same guys every day, Mm -hmm. or they're parroting what the host said. Mm -hmm. And they give you the sports resume, and that sounds... I've been a Steeler fan since 50 years. Like, I I don't know how... And I feel like because the shows are four hours long, and if they were only two hours, you wouldn't have to rely on the callers. I feel like we rely on bad callers just to fill airtime sometimes. Well, bad hosts do. I I th- I, think, I think I think tired hosts doing four hour shows is part of that. To see a a guy, a, you know, a, and that's the other thing. Like we talk about, like when people drop in, and you know, radio is different from a podcast that you're not listening from start to finish. But people are dropping in. There are times on the radio station where, uh, you know, if you tune into the beginning of a show, you're getting a sports show with the sports topics of the day. If your beginning of the show is nine o'clock, That's... you might go a half hour to hearing about the Eddie the sports jockey. You yeah. know what I mean? That's your show. That's my show. Yeah. But I say the same in the afternoon. I could put Craig and Evan on and not know a single thing sports is going on, yep. but their two o'clock open is boom, boom, boom. Yep. Yeah, and I feel like the callers are part of that the four hours and the callers being not what they used to be are hurting the radio i put
0: the whatever caller issue that you are talking about at fan yeah i put squarely on fan on squint on fans resistance hmm how do i put this the right way i i think that there should have been a more specific effort to evolve that relationship and how a host is attacking that in in my opinion. How so?
2: Like what in what, what well, could you have to so he, do
0: here are the the good things about callers. First of all, it is some it is a a direct connection between us and the caller is is part of what makes this great. We are a community. We're not just entertainers. We're not on television. like I don't think while while this show, while Boomer G is on TV and is good on TV, I don't think of us as that. I think of us as a radio show right. on TV. The good thing about radio, as opposed to something that's on TV, is that you have a direct relationship, a one-to-one relationship with the person listening. It's personal. They're in their car. They have their headphones on while walking their dog. They're in at work. It's you and them. I think showing that in a or hearing that in an audible way for the person who's listening and the host who's there is a unique benefit that other platforms do not have. I think that's good. I think the other thing that can be good if it's done the right way, and this is something that Angelo taught me. I remember early on, I was working with Angelo Cataldi in, in Philadelphia, and I said that to him. I said, you have the same collars on every week. And he said, Spike, those are the ones I want. And I said, why? He goes, I know what, they know what I want from them. They get right to the point. They don't give me, hi, how are you doing? They, they know. And he said, then the listeners know what to expect from them, too. And that's good, too, because the listeners like knowing what to expect. They they like to know what to expect from a host. They, they like to know who you are. They, they don't want you to say the same thing every day, but having an expectation of who you're tuning into is good. All those things are good. So his position was, here are people who can help me move the show along, who understand their specific role in it, who have characters, almost like a like Whack Pack, just in short bursts, who are going to... And And he would say to me, and also I know, being the host, looking at the caller, I know how basically how they're probably going to feel about this topic. So if I've had two callers in a row who are specifically positive about this topic, they agree with me, I know that this person would never agree with me on that. And I can keep that balance and that conversation going because I think what's super important about sports radio is, like, debate. I think if everybody agrees on something, it's not that interesting. It, things are only interesting if people disagree, if that that sort of conflict is there and having that. So I think the other good thing about callers is they are a natural reset to your most important topic that you don't have to do. So we talked about the ability to argue passionately four different times in a show. It's specifically when we talk about Boomer Geo, we talk about the top of the hour. So asking Geo or Boomer to do that, at the top of every hour about the same topic is hard. But what if they were forced to bring it up by somebody else who disagreed with them, gives them a different way in? So I think the caller is this natural reset to your main topic without you having to do it, which becomes more difficult. So whereas you think your perception on callers is they wear out the show, and by the end we have a different show, I think if you're looking at them the right way and training them the right way, then, and I, I say training in a in a completely respectful way, you should know as a caller what a caller sounds like on the radio station. Because then the expectation is there. So if the expectation constantly is giving you a list of their credibility, you know, how long they, they did this for, how long they did that for, and they they sound slow and they ask how your weekend was and they, they talk about a different topic, then then that's going to be the expectation and those are going to be the people that call. I think I, I think you can change that, but I, it's slow. Like all changes, all, all of our changes at Fan, like we made a lot of little changes over the last year and a half. If you're here, it probably feels like we didn't change much. If you just listened to one day a year and a half ago and listened to one day today, it would probably sound much different to you, sort of like losing weight. If you see somebody every day and they lose 50 pounds, you might not notice the same way as if you disappeared for six months and then came back. So I think that fan and, and a lot of stations that have such great heritage, sometimes it's, a, it's difficult to evolve those things and change them. And if you don't make a specific effort to do so, then you wind up one day, you know, uh, somebody we work with, I won't say who it is, when we're talking about a fan show that I don't think is very good that day, I'll talk about somebody showing up, opening the sports section, looking at what's there today, starting to talk about it 5 minutes later opening up the phones and letting it go. I think it's it sh- it should be more structured and more clinical than, it shouldn't sound more clinical than that, but you should know why you're going to a caller. I right. I agree with you that sometimes a host will just use it to fill time. But I think especially with daytime shows where you, where there are more there's more ability to get callers, I think you can look at it and say, "Well, what do I want out of that caller?" You know what? Am what, by me saying X? What kind of callers am I going to get? And then as I move through the show, what kind of callers do I need to move that subject along? So anybody who listens at any time heard my fastball, right? And that's what I think callers can be good at.
2: You know. Now where with uh, I had always uh, was taught like ten ten wins is a Cum station, right? Yes. So they're getting their ratings based on the number of people yep. tuning Checking in out. for a quick amount of time. Mm-hmm. And talk radio was you're getting less listeners, but they're hanging in for a long time. Right. I guess the difficulty to me is where is that balance? Because um, there are a lot of days where it's Zach Wilson sucks, Zach Wilson sucks. So especially if it's an in-particular game he had, like let's say Mm -hmm. he had a terrible game Sunday, Monday is going to be Zach Wilson sucks. And at what point? Is that too much? To that you're going to chase away the time spent listening audience versus the hey they better be talking about Zach Wilson sucks. I'm the Cume audience guy who's just checking in. I but I I think the
0: I think you're I think what might be skewing your view on that is the relative idea of what.
2: Uh, okay, I'll give you an example. Time
0: spent listening is oh, okay. Like like if I'll. A check, An average check-in, I don't know these numbers off the top of my head, but let's just say, for instance, the average check-in on wins might be six minutes. They're just checking in to see what the the weather is or the traffic is or, oh, my God, there was was an accident. Um, What happened? I need to know. That's why they need to fit in everything every 20 minutes so they can make sure they do it. The average check-in for us might be 20 or 25 minutes. But in those 20 or 25 minutes, they're not going to get tired of the Zach Wilson thing because the specific thing that they're tuning in for is whatever the big thing was. They just want a longer conversation about it. The people who listen as much as you do or the listen, that listen for four hours, I don't think we could ever—I love them. <laughs> they're super meaningful to me. But— there's something about the cadence of sports radio that they like. It doesn't really bother them to do the one thing all day long. Uh, so i i don't I don't think about time spent listening. In you know, when you look at fan for a week, time spent listening might be two hours. That's if they listen all five days. Yeah,
2: you know that that's not that long. Yeah, you know? I just think of like the Demar Hamlin injury. Yes, and how. An example of, you know, where we are today versus Mike and the Mad Dog days. So, you know, like ev- most people I feel like in the audience knew everything about that injury by the midday show. Mm-hmm. You know, it happened on a, what was it, Monday night? Yeah. A Monday night game. Yep. So, I guess, you know, you waking up to Boomer and Geo, who was probably news to you unless you were watching the game. But by midday by Carton and Roberts, certainly by Tuesday, they were... By Wednesday, you mean? Uh, by Wednesday, right. Yeah. It was all out there. We were updating, not we, I mean, like the media was updating nothingness. There was nothing else to talk about. And yet it was like, you have to, you really should be or everyone was talking about Damar Hamlin.
0: But I don't think we were on yeah. fan. And and I had a specific conversation. I, I'm sure they're fine with it. They asked, Tiki and Tyranny were like, what should we do? Yeah. Now, there's a difference between morning show and midday show. Morning show. people. There's a lot of people that did not know that happened the night before right. that went to bed or went to bed while it was happening. And the first thing they want to hear when they wake up is specifically with Boomer in the morning is 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 inc- not that she, it's not important, but, you know, he football guy, he football guy. But but I talked to Tiki and Tierney that day and they said they said, hey, how much Hamlin would you do? And my reaction was like yours. Well, what can you say? Yeah, what? What else is that? The, the hit wasn't illegal. the The medics came out almost immediately. Everybody did their job. It was horrible and sad, but there's there's no conversation point, and we dropped it. You know, and I, I don't think Carton and Roberts did a lot of it that day. I I agree with you in terms of like TV sports stations. I talked to a lot of people. I was like, what
2: are they talking yes. about?
0: And all the, that, and that's all of a sudden. No, Dan Orlovsky, I think, is great on TV. But like, when you get to day two or day three of it, that's when you start doing like praying on television. Yeah, he was praying it, on TV. Yeah, and I, I actually thought he was genuine in his prayer. I, I thought, but, but there's nothing. There was nothing else to say. But I don't think we handled that that way. And I, I thought we handled that particularly well. Actually, I thought. Now, everybody who listens in the mid, the, like. People listen to the radio when they listen, generally. So if people listen from noon to 1230, that's generally when they listen during the day. They, they don't listen at three o'clock in the afternoon, too, unless they normally do. So I think it was probably super important for all of the shows to hit it at a certain point because they have their listeners who weren't listening at that time that cared about what they had to say. But I, I, I agree with you. I, I thought sports media overdid that, and I think that is a symptom of that short attention span thing in which if they only have people for four minutes and they're not talking about DeMar Hamlin, are they, Yeah, it's sort of when I, I worked, we both worked in music radio for a long time. It was sort of what happened in music radio is like, The playlist got smaller because the competition got bigger, and you said to yourself, well, if I only have them for 10 minutes, I better be playing Back in Black, because if I'm not, then the other station is playing Back in Black while I'm playing a new song, and I'm probably going to leave. They're probably going to leave. So that was the battle we came into. But I agree with you in general with sports media with that, but I don't think we did that
2: that day. One of the other things I I think is, uh, because I feel like a lot of people have similar information that we have, Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like in sports radio, they're telling you facts that you already know. And I understand there has to be some setup to the story. But to come on on, like, a Monday at 6, if the Giants play Saturday night. The Giants play the Eagle Saturday yep. night. So we're going to come on Monday at 6 as if the game just happened. And we're going to lay out things that are well-known already. And I, and I wonder... Yet that you know, it seems like you should. Ha- it should be more opinions, opinions versus facts. I agree, but you also get into a situation in uh, the culture we're in right now, where y- you've got to be careful what your opinion is, or you find yourself on the unemployment line. And wow. there's a fine line between. Like Geo could come in and do a milk toast show, or he could have really nasty comments, or mm-hmm. something in between. There, there's no reason for him to risk that, to be more entertaining, to be more uh, headline-getting. There's no win for him there.
0: I disagree. How I, so? di- I disagree. Well, the first thing is, I agree with your first thing. Anytime I air-check somebody here, you know, we've put a lot of new people on the air here, producers, blah, 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 blah. Every time they're, they give me a show open to air-check, I say, don't recap. Especially local sports talk radio. No right. recaps. Everybody knows. If they don't know, you're talking about the wrong thing. Or it just happened. No recaps. Like I don't need to know what happened in the Giants game. I only need to know what you think of it. That should be the only thing. I think it is different at CBS Sports Radio in that not everybody listening knows everything that you're talking about. And I think sometimes you need to provide context because right. you're you're hitting all those markets. So I I agree with your first thing. We shouldn't recap. We should just get right into it. I one hundred percent agree. I don't think we're an information source. I think rarely we're an information source. I think sometimes when news breaks or one of these guys, you know, Boomer will have a, a story from someone and that whole hint at, or sometimes I look to the station, specifically the former athletes, to tell me something I don't know. I don't really. I watch a ton of football. I don't think we truly under like regular people understand football that yeah. much. Sometimes they'll say something that I never that I never knew that that is helpful. But mostly we're not an information source. We're an opinion source, which is unduplicated. Nobody else can have that opinion. It is our key difference. It is what separates us from things being able to Google. Now that is a difference from twenty years ago, where the best sports talk radio hosts, you know, Mike was built on, I know all of this stuff. Right. I know everything, and you. You don't know these things. But now, even if our listeners do know them or don't know them, they are two seconds away from knowing them because they have a cell phone that has a connection to the Internet. So we can't just be smarter than them. We have to be more interesting. There's our goal to be interesting. The idea of like controversial opinions, I don't think anybody, I, I think the sort of controversial opinions that would get you in trouble on fan are opinions that our listeners don't particularly want from us. I'm a big advocate of, like, people get mad when you tell them stick to sports. But nobody ever says that to somebody they agree with. They usually say it to somebody that they disagree with. But I think mostly it's because you have broken the agreement that you have made with that consumer. The consumer is following you or listening to you for one thing and you are deciding that what you have to say is so important about this other thing that you're going to break that agreement. It's almost like if uh, a band I like, the Gaslight Anthem, put out an album. They didn't tell me, and I tuned it in, and it was hip-hop. It might even be good hip-hop. But it wasn't the, what the deal was. The deal was, when I <laughs> when I buy a Gaslight Anthem album, it's supposed to sound like Bruce Springsteen, not like Dr. Dre, right? right? Like So even if it's good, even if you really care about it, you better warn me or do it somewhere else. Don't do it where I'm coming to you. I think most hosts get in trouble with opinions when they're either delivering something that their audience does not care about, which gives them an opportunity to say, you're not allowed to say that, or they read social media too much. I think most opinions that you get in trouble for, you actually will disappear in a a day if you just let them. I think a lot of problems come out when when you start reading Twitter about it, you start responding to Twitter about it, and all these things that are not fleeting, they are. But there are plenty of people who have not been – who who people get mad at and just wake up the next – like, look at Skip Bayless. Like, I, and I don't even think anything was wrong with his tweet, but right. everybody was furious with him for two days, and he was just like – it was like the first time ever he was, ah, I'm sorry, you misunderstood me. And here he is, four days later, doing the exact same thing he was doing two weeks ago. Yeah, so. I mean, I,
2: I think there are certain places that will back their people no matter what they do. Yeah. Right? So Skip Bayless is a huge moneymaker, f- mm-hmm. I guess, for Fox or is yep. one of their main people, right? But it just seems like... And and you talk about like breaking the, the, the code between you and your audience. There's so many things now uh that have slid into the sports world that are social issues yeah. that come up you know the from starting from Colin Kaepernick let's say right so yeah. all that stuff the uh vaccines was a big thing you know yeah um athletes commenting on uh Donald Trump when he was in office or but to, not uh, black head. lives matter stuff like that that stuff goes the sports their helmets have end racism, all this stuff. So that stuff gets into sports and you can't really have a strong opinion if it's not what most of the media is already having an opinion on. Don't
0: you think, though, that we work with people here who have opinions that that on their face would probably get them into trouble, but they just sort of truck forward and move on? And they're still here. I mean, I. Yeah, but I, that's. But but right, it's on their face. They're not saying it. No, no, no. But I think they say it sometimes too. I mean, like sometimes. I, yeah. I. But, but but I. 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 actually think. I, I suppose you're right in some way, but I don't think. I think if you're thoughtful about it and honest about it, and you don't, I, I think people get into trouble when they,
2: um. I don't know. I. It seems like I just feel like there's no, there's nothing for the host to gain, so they're and they're not going to lose their job for not having a, a a hot take on something, but they could lose their job for giving an opinion that's not popular. Like if you didn't want Brittany Griner to be traded for a terrorist, yeah. and you were really adamant against that, that probably wouldn't sit great with people. But we may work with people who said that, right? But yeah, but there's also the risk that someone else in the company hears it, and it's not just you hearing it yeah. or me hearing it. And you're and now that everything is put it out there, put it out there. Everything is recorded and posted. You know, you used to hear crazy stuff on Howard Stern that was fleeting and gone. And if you missed it, you missed it. Now we're handing over controversial sports takes and saying, here it is. Uh, here's the audio, go get it whenever you want, here's a write-up on it. It just that's I don't know, I I just feel like... I
0: I think to an extent, though, I think to an extent you get away with an equal amount of what your value is. You know, because I'm going to have to make that decision and then it'll go above me and we're going to have to look at a value decision and say, is this person worth it? Which is not different than it ever was. I agree with you that there are things that are more touchy than they used to be, and I wish they weren't as touchy. I think that list is smaller than we would guess. And I think most days, I wouldn't want to spend four hours talking about whether we made a, an appropriate trade with Brittany, for Brittany Griner because I don't think anyone, any one of us, has enough information to actually make a, a—
2: But that was the great thing about Talk Radio. You would just have opinions regardless of your information. Yeah, I, but don't you think— scream them out.
0: But, but we could go back to the Stern stuff and i agree that there were they did great things on that show that you could not do today but they also did things on that show that you look at today and i do not i don't hold any contempt for what they did but maybe it's better that we don't do those things anymore and i, I think we are in a time cuz i actually feel it like going a little a little bit the other way and it, it hit a peak you know during covid uh, i think people being too online made it worse. I think, you know, people being locked in their homes made it worse. I think people were ultra touchy. I think it was, people were terrified and people tend to make worse decisions when they're anxious. And I think that was part of it. But I I, I also sort of feel it going the other way a little bit. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel more emboldened when I'm talking to be a little more honest about how I feel than I did maybe two years ago. And I think there's an ebb and flow to it. So I agree with you, but I, in part, but I do think it's going the other way a little bit. Don't you? A little bit? A little bit. You know, because you've said things on Twitter. Yeah. That maybe a year and a half ago, I would have had to call you about two years ago. But now I just look at it and I go, oh, there's Al. And I just sort of move on and everybody moves
2: on. Yeah. Well, I try to look at it like, like I think the skip, the recent Skip Bayless thing is a real interesting one because. A normal person reading that is not offended by that. He couched it at the end saying yeah, the only... I agree but, with you. Uh, and it's not like he wrote a book and you missed it. It's two lines. And yep. you tell me you couldn't finish the tweet to see what he was talking about? It's so bizarre. I so think, I think that didn't have... You couldn't post that tweet and go, we're firing him for this. Because I think most... Yeah, because
0: you'd have to read it out loud and explain to him why you were firing him. Right, and it wouldn't it, make any it sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think, I think people... People wanted somebody to be mad at. Yeah. They were initially, you know, you were watching Twitter that night. It was like, why hasn't Goodell called this game? Right. And it's like, <laughs> will you wait two minutes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Roger Goodell might have made the wrong decision, but, but you know, everybody just— And once the game got called, they're, then they look at the hit, and the hit looked pretty, right. you know, regular. And they were like, hmm— who is the enemy here? Oh, it's this a guy we already don't like. Right. You know, who athletes don't like, to. who I think is excellent at his job, but sort of maybe could have worded it a little bit more yeah. clearly, you know. Um, but was also saying the same thing that everybody was thinking. The, all that tweet was was what everybody was thinking. Said, wow, they got to play this game at some point, but how are they going to do it? And, man, that doesn't seem like it even matters right now.
2: Right. There it is. That's exactly yes. what he said. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he was the devil. And then sports radio talked about it, how he was the devil at the 6 o'clock hour. And at 8 o'clock, we were wondering when the game was being played. Yeah, displayed. right. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think somebody described it to me. I was talking to somebody in the building about it. They was like, ah, and that was a lifetime achievement award for Skip. I sort
2: of understood that. <laughs> I had a similar thing in the hallway. One of the producers from down the hall stopped. They go, it's just his reputation. Yep. He doesn't get he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. No. That's what
0: they say. Yep. And I, I but I agree with that. Yeah. He's earned that to an extent. <laughs> you know. When your whole career and I think again, I think he is exceptional what he does, but when your entire career is looking at half of your audience and saying, I want to make exactly half of them insane and you do that every single day, eventually the, those people are gonna you know Yeah. There's gonna be an uprising. And I think there was. So
2: all right, well thank you for coming on, Spike. Yeah. I have to go um walk my dog so yeah. she doesn't poop in the house. Yeah, I hear that. Right? I hear that.
0: You got a good dog. Whimsy looks like a good dog. She's good. Yeah.
2: So far. <laughs> I still regret getting
0: the dog. Yeah, this is you're such an interesting combination of I can tell that you truly love I your love dog. I love my dog. I smoosh her, I yeah. kiss her face. But you're so inconvenienced oh. by her. You hate being inconvenienced.
2: Yes. Yeah. I'm so, like, t- t- too crazy in my own brain. Uh, I, look, I, yeah.
0: I look at you, and I sometimes think, I got married when I was 38. If I hadn't got married when I was 38, if I'd waited simply two more years, yeah. it would have never happened. Right. Because I liked everything <laughs> where it was. I ate the same thing every day. You and yes. I are very similar in a lot of ways. And my, I tell my wife all the time, I was like, man, you got in <laughs> just under the... The finish line. Right. You know? yeah. It's
2: very difficult now. Yep, yep. And the hours don't help because then I get yep. I get more panicked by like four o'clock at night. I'm like, all right. Yep. Eating, cleaning up, going through some sports news. Yep. Start a little show sheet. <laughs> yep. Go in, uh, shower, walk the dog, get her yep. fed, get on the couch, watch a little ninety day fiance, and fade into darkness. Yep. Stinks. <laughs> 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 all right well we'll continue more sports talk radio at some all point right. hopefully was that was that good was it that was good yeah for? I oh. think Jerry's uh, has had enough of my spewing and complaining of the same about things. it yeah right. like the same things over and over again yeah okay but Jerry always goes back to he's like well when I listen to Mike and the Man, I'm, like,
1: I'm like we're in a different world it
2: is a different world they dominated because they were the only you could not been going if
0: you dropped them they were great absolutely yes. great but if you dropped them on WFAN today they would not be successful. They, 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 because of their legacy, and people right. know and like and expect who they are. But if, if you were to erase that legacy, it probably wouldn't work. Right. It.
2: Yeah. Exactly. All right. This guy's doing five hours. They were doing five and a half hours. I know. Was it's crazy. Insanity. It's crazy. I saw an, a Barrett Media article on some other guy, lo- uh, a local show somewhere. The guys are doing over five hours. Yeah. Well,
0: keep those five, sell those five
2: alive. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's insane. All right, All at right. the end, we do see us. Like, oh, I'll, see. I'll yell see you, then you go see you. Okay. See you! Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Thank you.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience
1: that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles.
2: Daniel Jones brings his team to the line. In his first playoff start, he played like a great player tonight. When
0: this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. And the New
2: York Giants are on to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles.
0: When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the Free Odyssey app. <laughs>
2: And Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't sun. Oh, good morning. Welcome to the warm up program. My name is Al Dukes. Jerry Reco got all lit up last night when the <laughs> Cowboys won, so he took the day off. CeeLo joins me today. Good morning, CeeLo. Good morning, Al. Yeah. I wish I
1: had pulled you and just gone to bed last night. Yeah, and woken up this morning, gotten the highlights package, Perfect. and would have been fine. I got to tell you, YouTube. Does
2: a tremendous, tremendous job on the NFL highlight packages. On
1: pretty much all the major sports at this point. I Is that say. right? Well, yeah. I mean, I was just going through some of the Nick stuff from yesterday because I was not able to watch that game yeah. either. So I wanted to make sure I was up on what... I mean, everything... Whatever you need, somebody's got it. It's yeah, well,
2: I, like uh, for baseball, uh, I do the MLB app. Sure. It does a great job. But I
1: think YouTube has it as well.
2: Okay. Because, yeah. like, uh, on the NFL app... Even the NFL Plus, which I love NFL Plus, the highlight package is only like seven minutes long. Not not enough meat and potatoes. Not for enough. Okay. They, they have the 45-minute version, which is every play, everything, yeah. just the, the commercials out. That's too long. Their highlight package, too short. Mm-hmm. YouTube's got a like 12 to 15-minute. Just right. They've got everything. You can't tell me that <laughs> I didn't watch the Buccaneer-Cowboy game last night. Well, I, can. I, mean, I didn't see one snap on live TV. I saw the entire game in
1: 15 minutes. <laughs> it Unless was you're beautiful. a Cowboy fan, you're better off. And I know you were a Cowboy fan and kind of t- t- semi-root for them still. Oh, 100%. But speaking of which, will, t- will we today or this week, I gotta, the do, final installment of the Fraudulent 5? I'll five. do tomorrow, tomorrow the Fraudulent okay. 5 because I, I
2: like when Jerry gets angry at my choices. And he'll get angry at these choices.
1: Because, hmm. I mean, we're down to eight teams, obviously. Yeah.
2: So I'll pick five of them.
1: Right. So... In theory, there has to be at least one game where both teams are on yeah. your list.
2: Yes. Well, listen, here's the thing. I haven't looked at it yet. Um, I if, there's, at it. if there's not <laughs> five that I'm rooting for, then five will not go on the list.
1: Okay, so it could just be like fraudulent... these are the three or three. Yeah, four. these are the
2: teams I'm rooting for. Got it. Very good. But I'll That's do good. that tomorrow with Jerry in here to get him super angry with me.
1: Listen, Al, here's all you need to know about last night. All game. right. Here's where it ended. You ready? Yeah. Cowboys take the lead after the first four possessions Went three and out, both sides. Not a single first down, first four possessions. Cowboys score. Bucks come back down the field, flirting with the red zone. From the 22-yard line, Tom Brady throws into not single, not double, triple coverage in the end zone. Lives to see another down, not intercepted. Next play, completion. They're in the red zone now. So ESPN can't wait to put the graphic up that Brady Has the longest streak in NFL history without throwing an interception in the red zone. All right. Brady throws a a pass that Micah Parsons basically almost grabbed out of the air and would have went the other way for a pick six. So now he's escaped twice on the drive. Escaped two picks. Yes. And now throws up a duck into the end zone to nobody in particular picked off. That essentially ended the game.
2: I'm glad you said that. The
1: second they put the graphic up, the man hadn't thrown a red zone interception in three years, none with the Bucks. It's like the second they put it up there, he turned into Zach Wilson. And I'm sorry not to kick a man when he's down. You want to throw any other crappy quarterback out there, or some other name, that's fine. Right. He looked like he'd never played football in that brief span, there. Right. So the Cowboys, how does that happen?
2: So the Cowboys score first, go up six nothing, cause their idiot kicker got all liquored up and couldn't kick any extra points. <laughs> so they go up six nothing. The Bucks are are driving to tie it
1: or take the lead if or they take, take the a lead. damn extra point. Brady throws the pick yeah. in the
2: in the end zone. To, Cowboys, with not a
1: not a buck in sight. Right. Like maybe he's trying to throw it out of the end zone, but like dude, just put it into the fifth row. Right. What are he we doing here? It. Then the Cowboys
2: go march down the field, get another touchdown. That was that that, uh, that essentially the, ended point. the game. Yes, this is the thing that annoys me about Giants turning point contest that we do. <laughs> it is never the actual turning point. Last night, the turning point of the game. Sorry that it was in the first or second quarter, but that game turned when the when the uh, Cowboys score, Bucks go right down the field. Throw a pick in the end zone. That was it. Cowboys come back all the way back. Score. Game over. Well, you got to They never recover. Right.
1: But you have to pick one play. You just named like a whole sequence. Okay. The play is the, the interception. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Glad well, we agree on that. But what the Giants
2: turning point contest does, they picked the, they pick the, they should really call it the play that sealed the game. Right. Because they'll pick like for the Giants Vikings game. They picked the fourth and eight stop at the end of the game. That's not where the game turned.
1: I would agree. That's sealed. Yeah, you're right. You're right.
2: Like that game last night <clears throat> turned on that pick. I don't care that it was early in the game. That's where the uh, whole thing turned. Yeah, for it the doesn't Bucks. matter
1: that it was. I mean, that that is the whole point that it was early in the game. And you got the feeling that yes. that was it. And the rest of the way until it was out of hand and Dallas backed off a little and Brady's thrown a million times. I mean, he and Mike Evans who down the stretch was really the only thing they had going offensively. They looked like they'd never met up until it's like, that it was when they introduced each other on the, field. Hey, I'm Tom, I'm Mike. We're going to go play a playoff game. Now let's see how it goes. That's what it looked like.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, and I know we'd say this a lot that Tom Brady looks cooked. Tom Brady. To, to, to me at this point, if you're the dolphins or the Raiders or the Niner, do you want Tom Brady?
1: I don't know at this point. I don't know. Uh, Today, this... Sorry, not today. This season... And let me also just get this out of the way before I forget. All right. Because Gio took his medicine yesterday. Yeah. To a much lesser extent, because no one really cares what I have to say. I did sit here with you last week and talk about how I ran to bet the Bucs to win the game, that they were going to beat Dallas. So... My mistake. I apologize. Congrats to the Cowboys fans. Bucks got their ass kicked, and I'll never, ever get in bed with a Todd Bowles head coach team ever, (laughs) ever again, because it was just a disgraceful, putrid performance. But as far as Brady goes, man, it's so hard to tell. I I can't put my finger on why this team sucked this year, and I don't think you can just say, well, it's because Brady's an old man. They had a million things that were wrong with them. They, I mean, again, last night, can, can there be any semblance of a run? He, no run game. 66 passes. Imagine if that's his last game. He goes out with a career-high 66 pass attempts.
2: I think that's the way you go out. If you can't go out a winner, you go out throwing 66 times in a football game. Yes,
1: but, man, it was a struggle. It was a it struggle. It was a struggle. And let's not gloss over the fact that the Cowboys, give him credit, they looked abysmal the week before in Washington. Dak Prescott did not play well down the stretch, and they completely flipped the script last night. Well, there, was, the... there was really nothing, I don't think, from a Cowboys standpoint that you could really take issue with. It was like the Giant game. Right. Right? You come out of the... Well, it was better than that. I mean, the Giants is still a one-possession game. The Giants played well, you know, but there were, that game was... In the balance. To the to the point of the turning point contest. That's true. It did come down to fourth and eight there. <laughs> Good point. Which, that was a whole other controversial thing on, well, not controversial, but I got, I have a pet peeve when people say, how could you throw short of the sticks with the game? Meanwhile, early on in last night's game, the Bucks had a third and eight or whatever, where Brady checked it down to the running back, he made a guy miss and got the first down. That's, I mean, sometimes that's the way you pick it up. Right. So people are, of course, killing the Vikings and Kirk Cousins for that play, and I'm Getting into it with people on Twitter yesterday, but whatever. I'm right, he also
2: had defenders in his face. Like, what are you gonna? You don't yeah, want Dexter
1: Lawrence was about to crush him. Yeah. They had Justin Jefferson doubled. You don't want to take a <clears throat> certainly
2: don't want to take a sack in no. that situation. So you right. try if to everybody
1: make a... runs deep. He probably maybe doesn't get the pass off. Right, or he lofts it up into double or triple coverage. I get it. The game's on the line, but I saw you battling guys, people. Well, I mean, all the time, guys. You could break. You tell me, T.J. Hawkinson can't break one tackle. I mean, gives Avery McKinney credit. He made a good play. He could break anyway, one. Tackle. That was we're beyond that. Now All we're right. on to Bucks. We're
2: Cowboys. past that. Yeah. We're moving on to Philadelphia with the with the Giants. Yeah. Uh, so what's was the final score here? Thirty-one fourteen. Uh,
1: <laughs> Dallas against well, thirty-one to negative seven. They got to get a new kicker though, right? This week? No. Jerry Jones said no. Michael no. McCarthy said we're going to work with Brett Maher this week. Short week. We can't be trying out kickers heading into a divisional round of the playoffs. That guy missed four. <laughs> yes, he did. Not field goals, extra points. <laughs> and they went back to him. They still went. He, he kicked. And I think it was after their final touchdown, he finally finally he got made one. one. Yeah. So now he's. On I a mean, roll at that again. point, they're like, listen. We're we gonna get him some practice here. Let's figure That's this true. out. Game is not in the balance. We're gonna win. Let's see if he can knock one through.
2: But one of these games is going to come down to a field goal with the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, but these weren't field goals. No, no, something I'm something different about the. And I and I I get it. You know, now that they've moved the extra point back in however many years it's been, it's kind of made it more interesting, obviously. So sometimes guys kick field goals that are shorter than the extra point. But I don't know. It's just something about it being the point after. It seems to get in certain guys' heads. And yeah. clearly that happened for Brett Maher. Uh,
2: luckily for the Cowboys, it was the zero factor in right. the game. But... And I
1: was noticing it earlier. I was like, oh, interesting. He lines up on the far left hash, like facing the goalposts. And then the first two, he pushed all the way right. So then the third time, he overcorrected and then hooked it left. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy! (laughs) And the the guys, Peyton and Eli, and the man, Peyton was losing his mind. Yeah, like he, you know, I think he wanted to throw out quite a few expletives, but checked himself.
2: Why didn't he go with our idiot kicker? Right, exactly. Got all liquored up.
1: You know that's what he wanted to say. And they had Dan Campbell on for a couple. Oh yeah, how was he? At least one of the misses. And you could tell he was kind of biting his lip a little bit as well, biting his tongue rather, to make sure it's like I'm a coach, current coach. I want right. to go blasting players here while I'm currently a head coach in the league. And so not in the playoffs. Right. That too. Yeah. 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 All
2: right. So the Cowboys are going to stick with that fella.
1: Well, that's what they're saying. You're Jerry right, though. Jones what do You shut it down right after. What,
2: no, no, no. What do you do? Right. Who, 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 who's. Well, there's, there's tons always. You could of always kickers. get
1: somebody, but it's just like, are you, you know. He he comes in, works out, makes a couple kicks in practice with no pressure, and you're going to go into Santa Clara against the 49ers and run that guy out there. You think uh, they'll
2: send him to a sports psychologist this week?
1: Uh, they probably have one on staff. Probably That's just true. comes right. He's probably st- at the facility. Doesn't even. They don't have to send him. Just hey, uh, before you come to that special team meeting, uh, yeah. poke Let's, your poke your head in the sports psychologist. Go
2: see the sports psychologist so yeah. he could figure out why you're shanking extra points.
1: I mean. What, are they, what were they saying? He missed only a couple, maybe. What was it? One or two during the regular season. Listen, you don't three? know. Maybe mm-hmm. he had
2: a fight with his wife. Maybe his dog sick. Could be anything. Don't know. Maybe he's got gambling debts. We don't know.
1: But yeah, I mean, one. The after he missed the second one, the fact that they. Mike McCarthy went back to him for the third and the fourth attempt. Now, of course, it didn't burn them. And people were like, "How are you not going for two at this point?"
2: You're right. At that point, it's practice for the guy, and you hope that. Well, that's
1: well, the, the third and the fourth one. I guess the fourth one at that point. You, the game was good. The fifth one for sure. But you know, we've seen stranger things happen just in recent weeks with comebacks
2: and yeah. The Bucks even recovered on uh, onside yes. kick at the end of the game. Yes, they did. But yeah, I look at it this way: if I was sports psychologist, I say like. Hey, you're you're made one in a row right now. There you go, a fresh start. Power of positive thinking. Power of positive thinking. I get some books. It's, it's all up, upward and forward from here. Some motivational tapes. Yes. Um. Oh, and that, and that, that the the turning point that we mentioned, uh, Brady throwing the pick and the Cowboys marching down the field yeah. and scoring, going for it on fourth down instead of kicking a cheap field goal. Yeah. Also was good.
1: And Zeke had gotten stuffed on the third down play. And they came out with another tight formation, and I my wife was awake, and I said to her, I'm like, there's no way they're running this ball again. And sure enough, play action, naked bootleg, and not a buck in sight. Not a buck in there insight. were a few of those. I mean, Dalton Schultz was wide open. CeeDee Lamb's touchdown, I believe. Was that a fourth? I think that was a fourth and three as well because that was the, Maher was getting ready to come on and kick a field goal, and you could see McCarthy and um, Fossil, the special teams coordinator on the sideline, discussing it. And McCarthy's like, no, we're going to go. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a fourth down, and I did. No one covered CDM. Like he literally, there was not a soul within ten or fifteen yards of him, and he walked into the end zone. Todd Bowles' defense, brilliant uh, Dak job. Dak Prescott last night.
2: loves that uh, Schultz. Oh, he's a good. I mean, solid receiver. Who
1: doesn't love a dependable pass catching tight end? Love it.
2: Yes, I love me a good tight end. The Cowboys have always had good tight ends. Yes, historically they have. Historically,
1: yes. uh, they they certainly have, and he cut them up last night. They pretty much did everything they wanted. I mean, let's be honest.
2: Never competitive, the game.
1: Dak had a tremendous game. All the credit in the world to him. A lot of Cowboy
2: fans there in Tampa.
1: That's not surprising.
2: But then was, I like, also heard Cowboy uh, fans everywhere. huge roars when the Bucks would do. So it was a nice, lively crowd, I yeah, thought.
1: Yeah, it was. Sure.
2: You're right. There yeah, are a lot of Cowboys Bucks fans There wasn't a lot
1: for the puck fans to cheer about. That is true. God. Hmm.
2: All right. So now we've got our fans. full slate. By the way, the NFC East... With three teams in the playoffs. How about still. that? How about that? We all thought, oh, the AFC West is going to have everyone in. <laughs> they sucked other than the Chiefs. Yeah.
1: And the Chargers are always choking there. their way.
2: The Chiefs are always there, quietly winning every year. Quietly? Yeah, quietly. They mm. quietly won this year. For whatever Wait, reason. Said every year, though. People weren't. All up in the well, Chiefs' business. because everyone
1: business. always wants the They want the next thing. Yeah. They're done with that. Well, right, they're done with, with the pa- Chiefs. Enough with Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and the
2: Chiefs. That's true. They're done with Patrick Mahomes yeah. and the Chiefs. And he's and just bored of riding it. along. Right. I'm not, but they're many are. Travis
1: Kelsey. Not me, CeeLo. Can you name anyone else on that team? On the Chiefs? Mahomes and Kelsey? Or uh-huh. Anyone else?
2: Mm. <laughs> Andy Reid is the head no, coach. No, I'm in a player. I cannot name another player <laughs> off the top of my head, uh, especially since uh, the Cheetah left. Right.
1: Well, that's why I asked the you. Cheetah.
2: I thought that's such a great nickname.
1: Especially when he the runs cheetah? like
2: the wind. Yeah. I'd love to be nicknamed the sure. Cheetah. Who wouldn't? Oh. Who's producing that morning show? The Cheetah, right? <laughs> yes, he is. The Cheetah's killing it. Which <laughs> of these games are you most excited for? Not counting the Giants, because I know you're a Giants Sure.
1: Fan. Jags Chiefs. Bengals-Bills, Cowboys-Niners. Bengals-Bills, c- followed closely by Cowboys-Niners. Yeah. Bengals-Bills, yeah, for all the obvious reasons, right? A couple weeks ago, we didn't get to see the outcome, the DeMar Hamlin situation. I would be stunned if he doesn't make an appearance this weekend. Yeah. You know, not, no, not judging, no pressure or anything. But it sounded like that maybe was going to happen before the Dolphin game, and there right. was sort of a late a late change. So I would imagine that would be part of the the aura and the environment. Yeah. In Orchard Park, uh, coming up this weekend.
2: All right. Well, we'll see what happens.
1: It's a big divisional weekend. Divisional. Yeah. yeah, It doesn't flow quite as well as wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend. Super divisional round weekend. Super duper
2: divisional wild. No. Super duper divisional NFL weekend (laughs) football.
1: But this is the one people get jacked up for because you get get the top teams involved. You still got multiple, you know, it's not just the two games. Mm hmm. I know the wild card, now we have an extra game, um, but this should be fun. Do you like your Giants this week against the Eagles? I do a little bit, which is bad news because I've been ice cold (laughs) with picks and bets and all that. I did grab the Giants at 7.5 before it potentially came down to 7. I think it's back to 7.5. I don't know. Third time around. I don't know. I just like the way think. I like the way they're playing. I like the confidence with which Daniel Jones is playing. Obviously, you feel good about the coaching staff. They I don't know after. where I don't know where Jalen Hurts is at. Right. As far I mean, look, we saw him in Week 18. They did what they had to do. Giants rested most of their regulars. You can't get a great feel out of that one. But I mean, I'd like to believe the game's going to be close. What is it? A shoulder, Jalen Hurts? Yes, i had to work Throwing the shoulder. shoulder. Oh, I. But he's had the time on his, him. essentially uh, essentially had a month to rest now.
2: I've had I would part. have Kayvon Thibodeau, ooh, right onto the shoulder. Yeah,
1: Boom. it's just what he needs after the Snow Angels celebration. <laughs> <with> Nick Foles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break, CeeLo. When we return, I've
2: got uh, some other uh, Some more NFL. Yeah, got some yeah. NFL notes. Mm-hmm. I've got some a couple of Jet things here. I've got a couple of, of Jets players speaking their mind. Oh. I like that. And then uh, I believe Boomer and Gio will be here at six a.m. Rumor. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I've got CeeLo with me today. Uh, Jerry is partying hard after his Dallas Cowboys took care of Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They now go to San Francisco where CeeLo, that's going to bring back childhood memories for me of the catch. That was a heartbreaker
1: when I was a child. Sure, but I mean many epic postseason matchups between the two franchises. Not so much last year. We just had them in the wild card round in uh, Arlington last year. But the last time the Cowboys played a road playoff game in the Bay Area, because to be fair, they're in Santa Clara now. The 1994 NFC title game. Oh, is that right? That's right. Troy Aikman, yeah? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And that was the year Steve Young and the Niners would go on to win the Super Bowl. Oh. Who did they play that year? The Chargers and
2: destroyed them. Sean Humphreys was the Charger quarterback. Stan Humphreys. (laughs) <laughs> How do you know Stan Humphrey? Because
1: I was—that's right in my right in the window of when I really started to get locked in on the yeah. Super Bowls. Stan Humphreys. Yeah. I was yeah. also at the snowball game at Giant Stadium with my dad when they played the Chargers. on um, whatever that was, Christmas Eve, Christmas.
2: And you guys beat them with snowballs? I did not. We oh. were
1: legit, legitimately sitting probably second to last row, upper deck at Old Giant Stadium. And he got clocked early in the game without with a concussion, and it just got ugly after that with the snowballs. But I always remember eh, Stan Humphrey started that game for the Chargers. It's hard for people to resist throwing snowballs when you get a couple beers. Sure, there's snow all around it was you. The end of a crappy season for the Giants. Exactly, meaningless. I think it was a Week 17 game, if I'm not mistaken. You got a West Coast yes, team. Yes, that's coming right. Because then recently, you then the day after the was the game you guys brought up recently where Boomer it, it was like he was he got his ass kicked with the Jets. And they couldn't wave It was a terrible game. You guys were... I forget this matchup. You you just looked up the box score recently. So on consecutive days, I believe, they had the snowball game. And then, and then the Jets winding out this terrible... Another terrible season. Horrible season. season.
2: Yeah. See, look, I decided I am going to do a fraudulent five here. Right now? Yeah. I is looked, it five? Uh, well, uh, what I did is I picked a... Let me see how many I did right there. See, I down. thought it
1: would be funnier to have... I've got four. Okay. I was, I was hoping there would be four. one game where... You had two teams playing each other that were on your list. So on, okay.
2: on, on this uh, fraudulent four, which also sounds good. You sure. have four and fraudulent. Right. Both start with F. On this fraudulent four, I've got a, a team from each game that I'm rooting for. Well, yes, that makes sense. And it goes like this. Now, you're going to notice a couple teams that have been here pretty much all season long, sure. CeeLo. Number one, Dallas Cowboys. That's a no-brainer. I'm kicking it back old school to the Danny White era when uh, they got heartbroken with the catch in San Francisco. Uh, but of course, I'll be rooting for the Dallas Cowboys.
1: The catch with a young Tom Brady in attendance.
2: Yeah, I never know if I believe that. that There's seems a photograph like of it. <laughs> It's also a photograph of us on the moon. I'm not sure we were there either. <laughs> you can do a lot of things oh, with Photoshop. See, There's a is real the photo of Tom Brady at I've that game. I've seen
1: it, yes. And he's talked about it. In fact, one of the... Um, what was the name of that documentary? Man in the Arena? Yeah. The last episode that they did, where his he, his dad was one of the like featured guests. He ta- He briefly talked not about right. it.
2: All yeah. right. I guess I'll believe that yeah. then.
1: See, this was the game I thought maybe you would double up. Nope. I'm, you're Cowboys fandom, but like... The Niners, you know, you get behind the Brock Purdy train. I do love Brock Purdy. See, that's why. this Of all the of the four matchups, I thought this might be the game where you double dip. But the the 49ers in the Super Bowl, I mean, in the playoffs, I cannot
2: get behind that. All right. Cee-lo. So uh, just Dallas Cowboys. Number two. This is an easy one. Kansas City Chiefs, they've been on the list all year round. They're going to smoke the Jaguars. We're in here. Number three. I'm on the Giants bandwagon. You damn well better be. I am big time on the Giants bandwagon. I'm on Daniel Jones bandwagon. I'm on the Saquon Barkley bandwagon. I'm on the Brian Dayball bandwagon. I am on the Kayvon Thibodeau bandwagon. Who else do I like? Thibodeau.
1: Thib- Thibodeau? Thibodeau is the Nick coach. Yeah.
2: I don't care for him. <laughs>
1: okay. Hey, this... let's get ourselves a Giants Cowboys NFC title That's game. That's exactly let's go. right.
2: And finally, CeeLo, uh, in my fraudulent four, Bengals.
1: Oh, yeah. You told us last that's week you don't like Josh Allen. B-
2: yeah, It's <laughs> enough with the Bills. I feel like at this point they're using DeMar Hamlin. If they bring him out, that's use, That's using. It's using at Not this point. Not if he wants
1: to. That's true. He went to visit his teammates this week. Right. I mean, I'm sure he wants to be, as long as he's feeling good, wants to be around it. Yeah. It I don't feel, think they're using him. It doesn't though. feel authentic. All right. I think the folks in Western New York would disagree.
2: And I think the Bills are frauds. Eddie and I may have talked about this on the text message over the weekend. Listen, they
1: were very underwhelming against the Dolphins, and against the Patriots. Okay. Where they
2: needed, where they needed two
1: yes. kickoff returns. Team Hines,
2: yes. To beat a crummy Patriots team. Yeah. So that's my fraudulent four for Super Divisional NFL
1: Weekend. Okay. How did you feel about the Bengals' performance against the Ravens? The Bengals' performance? They hit four home runs. Um, against the Ravens? Yeah.
2: I didn't pay much attention to that Wow. Game.
1: Just saying. Neither neither of these two teams not impressive. with all these expectations were particularly imp- impressive on wild-card weekend.
2: Yeah, they were not impressive, right. but they
1: won. Ravens were going in for the go-ahead score when that uh, fumble lands right in Sam Hubbard's arms. 98 yards later, Bengals win. Right.
2: It's, it's always impressive, those those uh, what they call 14-point swings. Oh, yeah. It's what happened to Tom Brady last sure night? Sure did. Although they were 12-point swings. Idiot kicker.
1: Yeah, right. idiot kicker. Four straight touchdown drives for the Cowboys. Really? Yep. Impressive. Put the game away early. Impressive. Yet I somehow, some for some reason, decided to try to watch the whole thing and stick with it. Yeah, I don't know Thinking why you did that. something might change.
2: Now, here's something I like. Something I like and something that also bothers me this time of year. The Colts have requested interviews with Wink Martindale mm-hmm. and Mike Kafka. Why does this bother you? Because they're both from the same team. It bothers me. Well, first of all, I like that the the Giants are not taking interviews
1: this week, right? This week, because
2: mm-hmm. that bothers me well, more than new, anything.
1: I, a new thing, I think, this year, where the timeline of when they can do it and when not. I think because that used
2: to tick me off. Where it'd be like, you're preparing for a divisional game, and it's been like, I'm not going to go ta- take an interview. Yeah, hey.
1: Get your ass in that iPad. Look at your all twenty-two video and prepare for this game. Speaking of which, you had Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley on the plane back from Minnesota. Yeah, with their headphones on in their tablets. Perfect. Looking at film. Saquon Barkley seems
2: interested now. He seemed you, disinterested you know, during the season. I wouldn't
1: say I, I disinterested. <laughs> I think is a little strong, but I do understand your point. I saw a different intensity to him. That guy was the Vikings. He hitting was
2: defenders. Yeah. Plowing through. He was
1: possessed. Yes. And he only had like 15 touches. Right? He had eight carries. Daniel Jones had 17. <laughs> right, but he looked different. No, no, he did. Listen, right? he looked very fresh. He was locked in, powerful, fired up. He does nothing to complain about. Here's the other thing that
2: bothers me about this. You finally, you know, like how hard it is for an NFL team to put it all together, right? Sure. It's hard to get a GM, a head coach that matters, a quarterback that works in your system mm-hmm. all those things now these two are gonna be
1: up for head coaching jobs that's the way it works when you have success but they have other teams come calling done anything like you I mean, wait, I, let's be fair this is not the first time wink Martindale was interviewed for a head coaching base so
2: you think he stinks for a head coaching uh... no
1: I'm just saying like it's not like he's okay he's the first time coordinator who had one good season like he has a, he had a track oh, record see. in Baltimore he's interviewed in past hiring cycles. Didn't get the job. Obviously, they parted ways in Baltimore. He came to the Giants. He's done a good job. But like this is
2: how you get good teams that are good for years. Like what the Patriots did, right? Steady quarterback, steady head coach, steady offensive coordinator.
1: They had coordinators get hired left and right and go elsewhere.
2: Josh McDaniels, he was there a long time.
1: Um, Let me try to (laughs) Brian Flores. If you give me a minute, Charlie system. Uh, Let me think. I'm missing somebody. I feel like uh, 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 Bill O'Brien <laughs> went to Penn State first, but point being, he went elsewhere for another job. Supposedly, he's coming back. Where, where is the, he uh, even? Where I don't was know. he this year? I don't even know.
2: Uh, he did, bought a one-way ticket to Thailand.
1: How awesome is that? By the way,
2: buying a one-way ticket to Thailand—just
1: <laughs> the ability to, like, teams have come calling for Cliff Kingsbury to potentially, yeah, join their staff. I saw respectfully. A- I'm good. I'm I saw, going to Thailand.
2: Uh, I saw a barstool uh, uh, tweet that said uh, Cliff Kingsbury seems to be doing okay in Thailand. And it's the pictures of his girlfriend in a, a string thong bikini. <laughs> of course.
1: Oh, that's right. Bill O'Brien went back to Alabama. Uh huh. And they've already got the page. So the Patriots already announced he's coming back?
2: Oh, I just thought he was uh that was rumored. I didn't know that was a f- well, a full-on thing. Let yet. me
1: be fair. It's Wikipedia. It already lists right. 2023 Patriots OC Oh, that's definitely somebody's having fun. <laughs> Someone's having fun at the expense of uh Matt Patricia and Joe hmm. Judge. It already lists him as the offensive coordinator for next season for the Pats. And I'm pr- I, unless I missed it, I'm pretty sure that has not happened.
2: Yeah, we need So what I'm saying here, C-Lo, is we need Mike Kafka and we need Wink Martindale stay put.
1: That's what they you might. Need. They might. Stay put. I mean, listen, it, it's not a lock. Like, look, Kafka, this was his first year calling plays. He obviously did a good job. People seem to think highly of him. He's one of these up-and-coming guys that eventually, I'm sure, is going to get a head coaching gig. But just because he's getting interviews doesn't mean he's automatically going to get hired. He might. We'll People see. are such overachievers. Be the offensive coordinator. That's a great job. You don't need to go be a head coach for a crummy team. Be an offensive well, coordinator for a good team. How do you? Uh, here's the other thing: someone offers him a job, and if he feels like it's not the right fit, he turns it down and he comes. I up. hope so. Guys do that all the time. They do. They wait for the yes, yes. They go for interviews and they say thanks, but no thanks. They wait for the right opportunity. Some guys don't. Others do.
2: Yeah, I would stay put right where I am. You probably have a house here in New Jersey. You really want to sell your house and go move to Houston and be the head coach of the Texans? That sounds
1: terrible. Speaking of the Texans, I guess Sean Payton was on Coward yesterday, like in studio, and he was, I think, breaking down the vacancies and openly talking about, oh, I'm going to see this team on this day and so on and so forth, and I'll play the audio later, but he gets to the Texans and he he starts talking about the division they're in, and you can see, like, mid-sentence, he's – He's basically realizes he's shredding the other teams that are <laughs> in the division, and he yeah. tries to pivot. And he, like, stumbles all over himself. It's pretty funny.
2: Well, uh, So who is he trashing? Well, no, he's just like, the he's Colts? like well, you look
1: at, you know, yeah, the Colts, where the Titans are at. And he was, like, trying to make the point of it wasn't such a great Now, the Jaguars obviously finished well and got into the playoffs, and now are still, are still going. But he kind of caught himself mid-thought. Live on the air, talking about the other teams in the division.
2: The other weird thing, too, like when, I, so for Sean Payton, like you know, you're now whatever team you choose, you can't rely on the draft because the the Saints are going to take a uh, a high
1: draft. Well, record. that was part of what they were discussing as well. Looking at he was he was talking openly about what he thought it would take for the Saints to allow him to go. Yeah, like what they're asking he was, for, like mid to late first round first round pick. So they were talking about. um I think it was the Broncos and mentioning how they have an extra pick because they had traded um, Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. So They're looking at teams with openings who maybe have enough draft assets where if they gave up a pick, they wouldn't be left with no first rounder. So I don't know. We'll see. Panthers, Texans, Broncos, Chargers. But it sounds like they're not going to make a change with Brandon Staley. So all questions to be answered in the coming weeks
2: okay, we got Boomer and Geo at six. I've got a couple more notes here, Sila. when we come back. I've got some Joey Bosa. I've no. got some Lamar Jackson. I've got Al Michaels. i got all sorts of things here. And then Boomer and Geo at the top. morning and welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I'm with CeeLo today. Hello there, CeeLo. Oh, hi,
1: Al. How are you? Very well. Uh, Jerry is uh, out. We got a weird week. Me today, Jerry tomorrow, me Thursday, he's lazy. Jerry Friday. He's lazy. He's, he's lazy. He's got cowboy's fever. A little trade-off alternating situation this week. All
2: right, so you're here today, Jerry tomorrow. Yes.
1: You here Thursday.
2: Jerry this Friday. Is, this Jerry's running through his vacation days early in the year. I got to tell you. I can assure
1: you he's not vacationing.
2: But, I mean, you have to take days. No, I know. You know what but I'm saying? And he's, uh, he's that's burning how drunk. hard
1: he works. He has to use his vacation days to do other work. For other work. Right.
2: All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, a couple uh, things here, CeeLo. Uh, I've got uh, uh, athletes. Uh, letting, sounding off. Sounding venting, off. Venting, emoting. Venting. Let me give you one that was on Instagram first. This is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, he wrote, when you have something good, you don't play with it. You don't take chances losing it. You don't neglect it. When you have something good, you pour into it. You appreciate it. Because when you take care of something good, that good thing takes care of you, too.
1: Saw this yesterday. This sounds like
2: emails I've received from girlfriends over the years. Yeah, right, exactly.
1: So I was going to say, I did not follow up to, is this a song lyric? This is some sort of... uh... Like, you know, life calendar quote or something? Like I don't know. What, it just seemed... Uh, something you'd read in a card, a greeting card somewhere. Yeah, it seemed like something like that. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming that's what he got it from somewhere. You think he, he, he took this from somewhere? He I'm he assuming didn't come he didn't with it. sit down and, and pen that. Right. If he did, pretty deep. Absolutely. And we've reached that point of the year for teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs yeah. where we start to comb their social media <laughs> who's scrubbing who's taking pictures down who's took out the team name and their bio yeah who all does that, that? like
2: stuff. who's who's who is doing that on the internet going like hmm, let me see because i saw the other day someone was like aaron donald said he's like well
1: yeah who went to look i don't know man someone that follows them that maybe yeah. went to see what they posted recently and then noticed hey something changed here i guess i don't know do you think if I put these this saying into oh, the internet something yeah. will come up? I just didn't do it yesterday.
2: Oh, I'm going to just do the first part. If you when copy you, and
1: paste that and throw that in a Google uh, search something will uh, yeah. come up. Let's
2: see. I'm going to just do that part where he says when you have something good you don't play with it because that's a pretty specific thing. Mm-hmm. Control, right. Oh, interesting. No? Yep. What we got. Yep, we've got something here. Eric Thomas quote
1: who is Eric Thomas? All right, now we that's, gotta find that's out That's a who fair that is. question. As we go down the yeah, rabbit is, hole here. Yeah, uh, this is a this motivational
2: speaker. This is a complete. He took this completely from of course he Eric did. Thomas, and I'm not
1: criticizing him, I'm not like accusing him of you know plagiarism or anything here. So
2: you want me now to Google People who is Eric Thomas? Time. Yeah, all right. People Cielo, post on enough.
1: Instagram, Facebook, less on Twitter. Motivational
2: speaker. Yeah, I figured. Yep, you nailed it. Cielo. Jerry
1: probably knows who he is. Uh, oh, yeah, he goes, I listen to him all the time.
2: 52-year-old uh, motivational speaker, author, consultant, and minister. There you go. Now, speeches by Thomas are popular on YouTube.
1: Do you think Lamar listens to this gentleman? Yes. Or did someone send him this and say, hey, this kind of applies to your situation right now. You might want to think about using this.
2: Um, That's a good question. Like maybe someone, uh, like a, even a fan sent it to fan him. on friend. Family maybe, member maybe follows this fella on uh, on uh, social
1: media maybe and this guy posted Eric it. Eric Thomas is a Lamar Jackson fan and said, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, I've been thinking about your situation and here's something that I've I've written and I I would really like uh, for you to have a look and a read and tell me what you think." And Lamar said, "Yeah, that's good. Let me this put throw that one. up on social media.
2: This is a good one. Well, good for him. But you're right. You sniffed that right out, Silo. Yeah. Yeah. That this was not a Lamar Jackson." He didn't sit down to be like, "Let me pen this and by, out."
1: That's uh, not a knock on Lamar. No, I would, you know, if uh, if Zach Wilson had posted that, I would have said the same thing.
2: Right, you would have said, "Hmm, that sounds like a motivational speech, uh, some sort of a calendar, yeah, uh, something." Reading card, yeah, along those lines. It says this. Um, uh, hmm. This Uh-oh. is the type of thing Uh-oh. you could always judge a woman's relationship. Based on what she posts on Instagram. Usually, yeah. If she's throwing something like that up there, you got trouble.
1: (laughs) Someone's in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. I would agree.
2: Yep. Uh, A lot of
1: times we don't see the signals and the signs. In this case, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. The red flags are waving. When you have something good, you don't
2: play with it. (laughs) You don't take chances losing it. You don't neglect Mm -hmm.
1: it. Yeah. You know what that would have been? That would have been a good away message on AIM back in the day.
2: Yes. You're like, uh oh. Yep. Someone done her wrong. We got a problem. And then uh, Joey Bosa, he had that uh, that key um, play in the g- game, a penalty yeah. for slamming down his own. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, on Monday in the locker room, yeah. uh, he said of the referees, if they blow a call, that ruins an entire team season. They're probably back in the locker room after the game like, ha, got that A-hole. <laughs> you know, yeah, got him. 15 yards. What a loser. Yeah. I guarantee you that's what they're talking back in the back. Whatever power trip, I'm sick of those blanking people. That's going to be a fine. Sorry. You think
1: he referenced fines in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, if I, uh, if I say the wrong thing to our ref, I could find 45 grand. Yeah. Where's the accountability for them? Oh, that was, yeah, that so was the first was, part. He wasn't exactly, he didn't exactly, uh, sleep on it and come uh, out the other side. Right. Remorseful. <laughs> <laughs> he went in further on the official. List.
2: Right. You're right. He had all that time. Like, like he yeah. said, it's an emotional game. Yeah. You get to the you slam in your helmet. You're ticked off right after the game. You might say something crazy because of the reporters right in your face. You're still feeling the high. Or the lows of the loss. Sure. Come back Monday. You slept on it. You had to drive in to think about it.
1: And he had two days. Oh, that was Saturday right night. <laughs> <laughs> and he
2: came back firing. <laughs> F yourself A
1: Hole. Yep. <laughs> like Brady last night, you know, they asked him about his Yeah, I'm gonna sleep on yeah, we'll sleep have a good, on good it. night's sleep. Bosa went home, a little sleep, Saturday night, Sunday night. Now, in fairness, they played Saturday night on the East Coast. By the time they got back to the West Coast, yeah. so already into Sunday. That's you true. We so hours only felt like a day. So yeah, it's probably really, it's really basically probably like a twenty-four hour deal for him. Hmm. But still, f all yeah. you hoes. <laughs> 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 uh, and as Eddie hits that, he says in my ear, "Break."
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take a break. Do you have a? Uh, can I guess? Uh, yeah, I, I love to guess the you sports guess. amendment. Yeah. That's our thing. Okay. Uh, here's Amy Lawrence. Here's Odyssey Sports Minute by Amy Lawrence. Amy thinks, could this be the end of Tom Brady? <laughs> what? It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAM. Oh, we are back with the warm-up program. Just another few seconds here before Boomer and Gio. Uh, did the local basketball teams play last night? Too? The Knicks
1: did, yeah. They lost in overtime. It was oh. a day game, actually. A day MLK game? Day. Oh, the MLK day game. Yeah. yeah. OT with the Raptors. R.J. Barrett had a great dunk to tie it up and send it to OT, but they lost. Yeah. A
2: dunk in your face. Yeah. Uh, Al Michaels didn't care for the comments that he and Tony Dungy bored people Shot to death. <laughs>
1: You really think he was going to say, you know what? Everyone was right. We sucked. Every
2: grade of Al Michaels was like, you know what? Tony Dungy is
1: boring, <laughs> and
2: I shouldn't have let him drag me down. <laughs> he my, bored us to tears. My theory
1: is he was on the Chargers, and as they were melting down, <laughs> it was hard for him to get into it.
2: It was also weird. like They were uh, upset at like how the how the final call was. WFAN. WFAN-FM.
0: WFAN-FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.